Listen up. It's the number one voice of the tri-state. I'm number one. It's clicking up 215. So let the show begin. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. This your girl Amber Grand. And we got a special guest with us today. We got Top Dog Law in the building, Mr. James Helm himself. Yo, it's what's good, bro. Up, I appreciate you having me, bro. Listen, man, I appreciate you coming through. Of course. The last time we seen each other, I was trying to get Top to give me the bag. Somebody knocked me off my bike. Can we talk about that real quick? What are you talking about? I'm talking about <laughs> I was in Yo. my bed. Like, I'm talking like Top is a, he hands on. Yo, first off, I pulled up to your house. <laughs> which you crib. know that was in the beginning days of Top Dog because I'm not pulling up to people's houses anymore. Not the way Philly is. Now, like, yeah, I'm by myself, no nothing. You solo know, coming dolo, in, like, yeah, solo dolo. And you were down for the count. I mean, you had just gotten a motorcycle accident. You were, what, you have road rash? You break any yeah, bones? The, the, it was like a, a muscle tear, so I couldn't walk. It, remember, it was like wide open. Yeah. He was like, let me see it. I'm like, shit, like, top, come on. Yeah. Like, that shit was bad. <laughs> that was real bad, bro. And, and you got done probably worse than I've seen anybody get done, which was the police officer that came to your uh, motorcycle accident. Didn't write a report. He didn't write a report. So we're trying to get the other driver's insurance information. We got no information because the dumb officer didn't write a report. Yeah, so if you remember seeing me get my ass hit by somebody on my bike, you know what I mean? Call my phone. I need that info. Yeah. He's it. Yeah, we need that. We need, we need him to go get us the bag real fast. But um, I, I could tell, like, you, that showed that you were really, like, about your bag. I'm like, I'm like, he like, yeah, you going to come through? I'm like, nah, I just literally got hit, like. I pull up, send me the address. I'm coming through. I'm in the crib. I probably still had like a pajamas and a robe on, yeah. like crutches. Couldn't come down the steps. My man pulled up on me. So I was like, yeah, top. We've been cool ever since. Bro, and look, I mean, that was the stage, right, where I was driving out of my car. I didn't even have an office. Like, I'm driving out of my car, going from one place to another place to another place to another place. It's like, when you talk about building something from scratch, that's just like what yeah, it look was. Look at where you at. Yeah, Damn. I appreciate that, bro. You awesome. One thing I did you. notice, I'm like, I saw some Gucci shades. I saw some Rolex watches. I'm like, yo, who is this, man? <laughs> yeah, he was in my bedroom. Everybody don't go up there. You know, he couldn't get my ass downstairs, so we had to do what we had to do. Yeah. But yeah, nah, man, that's... And even then, to me, I thought you were already... You know what I mean? You present yourself as you already getting it so yeah. it seemed like you know you just dedicated which even then i feel like you still are I, I mean i had my own firm and stuff but like you really gotta fake it till you make it no matter no matter what you're doing so like for real for real that was at the point where i was just starting to come up i didn't have any money i had two people working for me i had one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars i spent on the business which was every penny i had and i remember telling people i'm like if this doesn't work i'll just declare bankruptcy or something right. like that's why you know you gotta burn the ships to a point where it has to work or it has to work, or right? You know what I'm yeah, yeah, and like, you you force yourself to that point of desperation and you become resourceful. Right. Now, how long did that phase last? Like, when you were hustling basically from your car, just... Yeah, so, so uh, and, and I ended up getting like a small office, so, so I don't mean to mislead. I wasn't like totally out the car. But, but the problem, the phase in my business is the cases take a long time to settle. So that was really like the first year, maybe even year and a half. Mm. Like I think if you got a different type of business, mm. you probably can move past that stage a little right, bit quicker. Yeah. some more cash yeah. Yeah. and faster. The foundation yeah. has to be but, but what it does is it, it keeps you hungry, right? Because you're like, 
I look at my bank account and that shit's in the red, you know what I mean? So yeah. I gotta wake up today and go a little harder yeah. than I did yes yesterday. Okay. And so sure. I had all this basically money in the inventory of the cases that I had, but I hadn't seen any of it yet. Right. It's kind of like stock. You got all this shit on the market, but you can't cash in. You can't pull out anything yet. Yeah, it's the same principle as stock too. It's like patience, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I think a lot of people create their own business and they're, you know, gung-ho, ready to tackle the world, ready to build this massive thing, and then they hit resistance. Right. And it's like, you're always gonna hit that yeah. resistance. And how much, will do you have yes. to push through that wall that you're inevitably gonna hit. Right. That's true. Yeah. So I wanna get into the, the story. I'm sure everybody, you know, you, you speak on your story pretty out loud. Um, you got a colored background in a sense, but I, I always think that, you know, coming from adversity, it makes you a bigger monster. You know what I'm saying? So it's like some people may not understand why top goes so hard. So you did come from addiction. Yeah. And then became a lawyer still. Yeah, so so what's crazy is actually I was on my way here uh, and I passed by 52nd and Market. Uh -huh. And that, that was, I, I had a uh, time where I would meet a guy there right. consistently, like every two or three days. I mean, my thing was always- it's 52nd and Market for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I was always the guy that like had, had the plug. So, you know, I would basically go pick up a bunch of stuff. And then I always had my friends, um, you know, out in media where I grew up or later right. it was Penn State where I would then, you know, sell the stuff to them and make the difference. And right. uh, the problem I learned is that monkeys can't sell bananas, right? Like I was a monkey trying to, trying to- Eating all the bananas. Yeah, eating all the bananas, <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, you know, what, what was like a fun thing at 16, 17, like it was an edgy thing for me. You know, I grew up, I was the only child. I had a lot of pressure from my dad to be this successful guy. Right. And so I was looking for ways to like escape that. And uh, for a while it was uh, just fun. Then it was fun with problems. Then it was just problems, right? I mean, so mm -hmm. we always kind of create this thing where we, we make black, growing up black and growing up white, like these two total different things. Mm. And I always tell people like color is just fucking color. Like you're born how you're born, but it's all the same shit. It's all the same problems, all the same dysfunctions. So it's like even given however you were born, you still went out, ran into drugs, mm. end up selling drugs, but yet you were able to pull yourself back up and to become a lawyer. So the one thing I wanted to ask you was like, what do you feel like is the main difference? Because a lot of times, you know, us black people, sometimes we get fucked up. Some of us, we make ourselves successful. Mm. We got a lot of success stories. You know what I mean? You got your Jay-Z's and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Other people who may have used drugs and still came out and be successful. But what do you think is the difference between growing up how you grew up and maybe somebody else who ended up in selling drugs or doing drugs and still can't find a way to get on that right path? Like, what's the difference with you? Um, it's, a great, it's a great question. I, I think about it a lot. Uh, I know... Uh, there's a term called recovery capital. And basically that term means when you're ready to change your life, what are the resources that you're able to use to do that, right? Okay. And so I was at a point where I had health insurance. You know, my mom had a job, my mom helped people 
put on eyeglasses and you know it's funny because Whoa, my yeah. mom does the same oh really shit, yeah, wow. yeah 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 it's called like an optometrist yeah yeah yeah. yeah what's funny is my mom like you know i think she made 15 20 dollars an hour would tell other ladies like oh my god you look so cute my mom's like the sweetest woman you'll ever meet and yet uh, my mom's sweet but she bust your ass <laughs> <laughs> but you know they they got bought by goldman sachs so now my mom's uh optometrist office is like shh Putting Rolling people in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. so she, she, it's not good for her anymore. One of my uh, proudest moments was I got to retire her. We got to mm. retire my mom, which... Congrats. Yeah, thank wow. you. So it's every, yeah. every boy's dream. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. that one felt good. That one felt real good. But but to answer your question, right, there's this term called recovery capital. I had access through my mom's job to a rehab. Mm. And I always get DMs from people who are like, yo, you know, can't, what did you do? How do I, I have this problem with dope. I have this problem with perks. How do I right. change my life too? Well, and the one thing I say is I tried from 17 to 25 to change my life. The moment I finally stopped was when I had the humility to ask for help. And that for me was going to rehab. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. And it's the truth. It's like that, that moment was public accountability to what was otherwise like an inside problem. Right. Right. That was the moment where I finally told people I have a problem and saying those words out loud is scary because Mm -hmm. once you tell people in your immediate circle, your family, your friends, there's no going back to like the bar on Thanksgiving. Me like, yo, I was just playing about that whole thing. You know, I'm not really a drug addict. Yeah. And the judgment and shit like that. A hundred percent. So what I tell people is like, you're trying to do it on your own. And I just know my experience was I had to ask for help. And once I did that, I started, you know, reinventing myself. But here's the problem, right? This is, goes back to your question is what if somebody's ready for that, but they don't got any insurance? Yeah, they, they don't, don't have the resources mm-hmm. to get themselves to that point. They don't have a they don't have a rehab that they can go check themselves in. Rehabs are expensive. Right. Right? And so that's the point of the story where, you know, I could sit here and say, oh, it was all me. Look at what I did, this and that. But the fact is, there's probably people all over Philadelphia who are ready to have that moment happen in their life, but they don't have the access to the resources mm-hmm. that will allow them to do it. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably something we would have to work on building is just... Because this is crazy out here. And I don't think people know how bad it is. It's like an epidemic. Yeah. Crisis. Crazy. Like, Crisis. It's, it affects so many people. And like even like I heard you tell a story before. Like where's though. I guess everybody goes through that thing. When you're doing any drug. Whereas though you never admit to being like. You know what I mean? Depending on this drug. No, no way. Never, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are tripping. I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend who um, broke up with me. I was going off to Penn State. And, I, you know, I could have, uh, like, tried to play sports or did other thing, but I was like, I want to go to Penn State, big school, big party school. I wanted to, you know, yeah. go have fun, you know? And, <laughs> and Yeah, it was a shit. And, like, she was staying in my hometown, mm. but when we broke up, she was like, you're a pillhead. And this was when I was 18. Wow. And I remember being like, like, she's just jealous. Yeah. You, you know what <laughs> I mean? That's Because at that point in my life, I hadn't had any consequences yet. Right, you I didn't see any downside to yeah. what you were doing. Yeah, 100%. And it really wasn't until later where I, these two lives that I had, right? This person, I always wanted to be like somebody who was ambitious and successful and wanted to make a lot of money and wanted to have a big impact on the world. And then I had this other thing going on and they were I was able to control them enough to keep them separate, right? I was able to have this like side life where I, you know, do all the shit did all the shit I wanted to do. Shit, right? Yeah, and what happens is the dark shit starts 
bleeding into the yeah and and i i sensed those two worlds were about to collide and you know i had gotten arrested a couple of times um but fortunately no felonies and nothing that like would have you know i i got the most fucked up your path pretty yeah fucked up my path And and i have so much respect for guys and girls who you know they they did a lot of time they got felonies on their record and they lost their kids their wife divorced them they lost everything and they're still getting up trying to change their lives right because i had that easy path of like yo if i can just get my shit together now i can still be everything i want to be and so that was motivating to me you know was like yo i can still correct the course i I think a lot of times i hear you talk on it and i think you try to Somewhat you discredit yourself. You mm. try to because you don't want to claim too much because there is that thing. There's always the stigma that it's period. Like we always want to make it seem like it should be harder for Caucasian men. Like you know yeah. what I mean? You guys have it way easier. Like nah, fuck that. If you came back and you you sold some drugs, took some drugs, got locked up, mm. and still managed to get out of law school, open your own firm, you the shit. Like you know what I mean? I feel like every time I hear you say that, like you kind of gotta like. It is what it is. Like, you yeah. know, your story is your story. Take it how you take it. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody shit is a little bit rougher than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a slave who had worse shit than yeah. somebody else. Like, you can't you can't always have the worst story. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't beat yourself up because you didn't have it the worst. But at the same time, I feel like that's a lot to come back from. Like, I, I feel like it's a story in it. That's why I fuck with you, sorry. Because it's like, you know, you're not out here pretending like you was just this straight straight you know Perfect. straight tied you yeah. know always doing good and now i'm out here in the hood you know i'm playing lawyer and i'm just doing like no nah, i really was out here and now i'm out here on the different side like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i'm still getting busy because that's what we we come from that we come from the streets where dudes do do some dark shit mm. they get their money they might have got booked and then they come back and then they flipping houses and then they starting programs like you know what i mean so we honor those dudes so i would like to also Give you that pass too. I feel like you deserve that. Like, you know, I, play, I, pr- I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate I that, that's major. I appreciate that, bro. And uh, you know, I'll tell you what. If I go back to Delco, where I'm from, and I, you know, if I go around my hometown and I look at a lot of the guys that I was kind of doing some of that stuff with or whatever, mm-hmm. like the people that make it out are few and far between. You know, yeah, it's, it's that shit is hard. Yeah, it's just a strong it's, person like to overcome that 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 type of that's addiction. What I'm like, seriously, yeah. like, that kudos is, to you for real. That opioid yeah. shit is real, man. You could dive in the fucking hole and be yeah. stuck in there. But I want to get into this food, and we're gonna get a little bit more into this story. This your boy Smooth, Amber Green. We got Top Dog with us. Let's get into this food. Hey, it's our favorite part of the show. That's your favorite, yes, sir. Ah, chef. What you got cooking? You already know. You already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth, and this is Cooking Up 215, and it's my favorite part of the show. It's time to get into that food. We got Chef Boy Reem in the building. What's up, Reem? Hey, what's going on, man? Listen, man, I appreciate you coming out. You got restaurants. Let us know the name of your restaurant real quick. All right, so I got two locations. I got 720 Bistro, Philly Crave on 52nd and Baltimore. And then I got BQ Lounge, Shot Lounge, as soon as you cross over into the county on Baltimore Pike. Okay. Also, you can reach us at the Wine Garden on 49th and Baltimore. 49th and Baltimore. So you're getting busy. Yeah, I'm getting busy. And, and the food looks delicious, my brother. I'm talking about, it's like the universe has been answering all my 
my, you know, my questions, my prayers lately. I was like, man, I want some seafood Alfredo. And then woke up the day and got the text like, yo, he bringing seafood. Like, so I'm excited. Yeah, this is a good joint. So right here, you got a, you got a seafood Alfredo. It's, a, it's jerk over a better linguine. I got the New Zealand mussels. I got the colossal shrimp with, you know, my seven spices. Mm. You'll see the spices coming out in the little farmer's markets here soon in the future. Yeah, and these ain't even your regular mussels. I'm talking about these, these mussels, is, they, they big. He's talking about colossal shrimp. These some colossal mussels. These ain't your, you know what I mean, the back yeah. of the bar joints. Oh, these some good serious. So, once again, let them know where they can follow you at so they can hit you up, get some of this good food. So, definitely, you guys can follow us on phillycrave.com, www.phillycrave.com. You can follow us at philly underscore crave on Instagram. You can follow us at phillycrave on TikTok. Again, you can get, to, get us at the Wine Garden on 49th and Baltimore. You can get us at 52nd and Baltimore or 720 West, West Bistro. You can get us over at BQ Shot Lounge. Again, we do catering, all-scale events from 2 to 200, 300, you name it, we did. Listen, my man is everywhere, so no excuses. If you want some good-ass food, you better link up with him and go get you some. This your boy Smooth. It's Cooking Up 215. Chef Bovine, let's get back to the show. What's good, y'all? Here we are. We back with Cooking Up 215, and I got my co-host. Your boy Smooth. And we still here with Top Dog Law. Hey. So right now we're about to dig into this food from Philly Crave and shout out to Chef Boy Reem because he did his thing with this. Sheesh. Mad good. So we're about to dig in, but I did want to ask you a question though, um, Top Dog Law. So what would you say is like the craziest case that you've ever had? Oh my God. So I got one, but because we're eating, I'm going to have to save that one for another time. I don't no, want to crush y'all wow. appetites. No, for real, for real. Is that the top one? That that hear it, it. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, we just got to risk it. I don't have a week right. <laughs> Yo, you guys yeah, got this on video. They agreed to this. I'm going to the weak stomach. Like, she's, she's not squirmish. I'm right. squirmish. I, I wouldn't say squirmish, but I'll give you the story. So, uh... We do a lot of slip and fall cases at like Walgreens, poppy stores, whatever. And uh, usually it's, you know, a spilled substance on the floor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will leave like the outside gate open. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been some really serious injuries. This time was somebody slipping over some poop in what? the floor. But here's, here's the part of it though. Here's the part, you know, yeah. Here's the part. We sent our investigator out to the scene wasn't no dog poop. So wasn't no dog poop. No. Yeah. Human feces oh in the poppy God. store on the ground. What? Yeah. Somebody was pissed off. Yeah, we legitimately have that case right now. It's going to suit. Yeah. What? Yo, you get the craziest case. I got to let me, give, let me give you a second one just for fun. I got a call from a guy uh, who threatened to bomb Tyler Perry in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. This guy hit up my office, one of my receptionists picked up. He told me that he was very capable of trying his own legal case, but he just needed me to sit second. To sit to sit second chair on his second trial. Chair, yeah. Yeah. So you were gonna be nothing at him. Yeah. Running point, man. And then uh, I got the article sent to me like crazy lunatic like claims to bomb what? Tyler Bell. I'm like, yo, tell him we'll call him back. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask, is that something you've been uh, stick up for him? What was it? What was his case for? So his he had the case against Tyler Perry. Like I didn't even look that deep into it, bro. Like, bro I, I just saw the headline. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm man, not, yeah, not yeah. touching that. Um, so do Instagram like since it's like I would say I don't know maybe I always 
get you on Instagram because mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram shit. I don't. When I turn on the radio, you always on there too. Yeah. And we got to talk about that because I need to know how the hell you got the spot to always. If you have a radio mm-hmm. and you turn on Power ninety nine, it don't say Power ninety nine. It should say Top Dog Law. Straight mm-hmm. across. Twenty four hours. Seven days a week, 365 a year. That shit is crazy. Like, who's that? Fact, bro. You, you want to hear what's crazy about that? And I don't think I've ever told anybody this, so. Cooking up exclusive right here. Here we go. I love an exclusive. Um, so I tried to buy that. I, I heard it was called RDS. I tried to buy it from Power 99 myself. Mm. And then basically they were giving me this crazy number for it. They weren't trying to sell it to me. And then they were like, well, you can have it, but it's like, you know, 20 grand a month, 50 grand a month, whatever. I found this radio agent down in Florida who mm-hmm. spends 22 million with the radio station across the whole country in different markets. Wow. Right. And so I, I wasn't sure though, like they take 15% of what you spend. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't like spending a 15% tax. So I'm like, whatever. So I had him go, I said, yo, see how much this would be for Power 99. He got it at like a fourth or a fifth of what, oh, what I, was, yeah. And then, and then that moment I was like, yo, that's cool. I'll do everything with you, right? So it all comes down to like networking. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's a fact. And the, yeah, the fact is talking that, about that. Yeah, yes. talking about that. Yeah. The fact that he spends twenty-two million with the radio nationally means the deal. Yeah, he's yeah. buying the best bulk discount of anybody. Yeah. You know, so you gotta give him a play. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a little credit though, because nobody was doing that. You know, all, all the lawyers do the same thing. That's always my number one thing. Is like, you see the lawyers. It's like they got the buses and the billboards. And the television commercials, right? And so, like, I try to do like yeah, either it's Instagram yeah. or the That's the, smart. the thing on the radio, yeah, it's something a little different, you know. <laughs> so the Instagram thing, do, do it bring you a certain type of client? Like, do you do you mainly get the crazies half the time? Like, because it's like you know what I mean. Instagram is full of crazy motherfuckers. So yeah. it's like, yeah. do you find the ones who always trying to get that crazy ass suit like this? Yeah, so I'll, t- I'll tell you what, it uh, it's all just a numbers thing. So I used to have two cell phones, like running around, like, like pick like this one, hold it, hold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. got so, two phones. Yeah. Now, now I have like a call center with seven people in it. So, wow. you know, we get 1,300 calls a month. So so I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a step removed from, you know, who's on the other line. So I'm more reading descriptions and making decisions based on descriptions than actually getting on initial calls with people. Um, but I will say that I think that everybody 25, 34 is on social media. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely people, you know, from the city that yeah. calling oh, me up to some <laughs> shit. Yeah. But but we're we're quick to identify them these days and, and there's a lot of people that do call because I'm the person they know and it turns out like you know, their mom was just in a catastrophic accident and right. is in the IR and they they have no idea what to do, you know? Okay. Um, and so it's like, you know, I'm all about the money and the funny skits and this and that, but it also feels really good to help the people that actually need your help. Of they're course. not a, they're not in it just for the money. They're yeah. in it because they need answers. They're in a yeah, yeah, they're in a situation. And the only lawyer they know is top dog. A hundred percent. And like I, and I want them to know and I try to communicate this in my content that like I'm actually the best person for them to call in that scenario. Mm. And despite 
the rap videos and the skits and the this and it's like I actually do know my shit when it comes to how we're gonna do this investigation and so I feel like it's always like a little bit of a delicate balance because you want to have fun with it but you also want to show that you're an expert in this too but I think it shows and I feel like in this era like social media is a big thing so people understand that like everybody's using it to their advantage Mm. to market and stuff Mm. like that yeah I I definitely wouldn't think that see no that was a question I have though because personally I know us as the consumers, we're not judging like, oh, he's out there making skits. He can't be a no, serious lawyer. Not at all. Like, hell no, I want him because yeah. we're going to bid a little bit between this process. I need yeah. to be real with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't bullshit me. Talk to me in my language. Yeah. I think that's probably something that people love about you because they feel like they can speak their language to you. You know what I mean? You're not about to come in and talk to some law jargon. Versatile. Some yeah. shit I can't understand and put me on some shit I don't know about. But do you get criticized by the other lawyers? Like, do they give you shit because you so much on Instagram? Bro, are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. I I get criticized by everybody. Like that's what that just generally, like once you, once you become a public figure, have a platform, like, especially doing some of the stuff I do, like people from every side are critical. and, And I went from somebody who was a little insecure with thin skin to like having to get used to it real fucking quick, mm-hmm. you know? And that uh, that's the reality. And lawyers, I think, probably give the most criticism. Um, I remember walking into a conference, right? And even the name Top Dog, like they're used to calling their law firm like the real four name. last names yeah. together. And my whole thing was like, okay, you had a great experience with your lawyer. Well, who's your lawyer? Um, Johnson and Brothin and Schlesinger and Ferguson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, let's create a brand here. Um, I love but that. But I've been in situations where I'll go in and I'll be at a lawyer conference and I'll check in and I'll be like, top dog, and then the the lawyer next to me, the old 65 year old guy in the suit's like, oh, top dog, you know, like and they, they still do that, and so you know, I think so, it's dope. I think it's dope. I'm always just like, you know, you're over there. Right. been working for 30 years or doing like a couple you. hundred grand i'm like bro i i do you know more it's money a, in a month yeah, than you do in a year yeah, bro yeah, so, so keep there. laughing bro keep yeah. laughing and that's how it go i think we yeah. day and age we should change but speaking of criticism i need your professional opinion on this food real fast because mm. this shit is busting is it busting busting this shit is busting you're a top dog you said let me busting. let me give it a score <laughs> here we go i'm gonna say and I'm not just saying this because this is love. Like a 9.1 out of 10. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's just serious. It's serious. It's really like, um, see, I'm going to tell you, all right? He told us off camera and he made me almost get a little, you know, standoff. And she was like, yeah, the sauce on top and the seasoning on top. Make sure you mix it around. But, you know, black people, <laughs> we like extra seasoning. <laughs> Fuck though, I'm not mixing it around. I'm eating that shit right off the top. Mm. I'm thinking the same thing. Salty. Mm. <laughs> I'm not mixing it. I'm not mixing that old bay in there. What are you talking about? <laughs> but no lie. Even when you get to the middle, that shit is creamy. It's so good. It's, it's tasty all the way through. Like, look at that shit. That shit's not dry at all. So I've never yeah. had a muscle this good. Man, like, I don't man. even do muscles, but now I do. Yeah, like, that, that shit these are the best man. muscles I've ever had too. Y'all yeah. like your food pretty spicy though. This is like, he said this was medium spice. That's spicy. I'm like, I'm like, it's just like, I'm like, it's just about at that threshold where yeah. if it gets any higher, listen, I might need to go outside for a water break real quick. <laughs> 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 fucking that water up, too. Oh, man. 
mean, sorry about the heat. It's definitely like a little spicy. It's definitely a little spicy. I'm cool, but to though. Me, that's, I'm that's, cool, that's, though. That's, that's not spicy at all. Yeah. Huh? Don't get no African food. You yeah. asked African food? I don't think so, man. Ooh. Oh, man. Hey, now I know to stay away. Yeah, stay away from that shit, because that shit will do you dirty. Yeah. Huh? That shit will put you down for a week. <laughs> Real rap. They, they give you this sauce, a cup of like this little tiny ass cup, and I'm talking about you just dip your fork in that shit. Mm. It'll fuck you up. Mm, mm, you be in the hospital. Now I know what you're saying. You be trying to get a case. Mm. Listen, pepper, can you get a case for shit like that? No, no. You know what's funny? Some shit that's too spicy. You know, you know what people always give me is the food cases. Like they're like, oh, I went to McDonald's and my that my thing was raw and blah blah blah. I'm like. What are you you're eating at McDonald's? Like, what the fuck do you <laughs> think you're having, bro? You know, like, and, and like, what do you think your injuries are from like eating having a bro, little gr- like, yeah, it's a little gross, I guess, but you know, we never we never take food cases. And people you already ate the sandwich. How can you? Pro- Let me see the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> people always think they're injury cases, though. Like, I get probably like. 50 a week where people bit into some thing and didn't get hurt but call it an injury case yeah i think just because like they're grossed out they think that they should have get some money yeah you get some money now give me the bag maybe maybe hire a little chef or something that's gonna do do right bomb listen i wanted to play this game with you right Mm -hmm. because i feel like you deserve a black pass hell yeah i feel like we should just bring it on over you know what i'm saying MJ, he's gone now. Like, we need a new white dude. So. dude. <laughs> but, um, so I wanted to ask you a few questions. All right, let's get this it. Let's determine your black man status. Oh, wow. All right, question one. What time was Usher cruising the streets? I have no idea. What? Yo, I feel, I feel like this game's about to expose yeah. me, bro. I feel like this game. I knew you had this shit in the Tiz crucified me when he said the movie Friday, and I was like, what? What's Friday? (laughs) I literally have never seen it. No, there are elements. You said this whole nice black and white thing earlier, and there are elements of culture, though, where I'm like, yeah, I just, yeah. See, I feel like some shit be so big to us in our community, I feel like there's no way nobody in the world hasn't heard of fucking Friday. Mm. Like, everybody know Craig and Day Day. Like, you don't know Day Day? Smokey? I, I still to this Big day. Bird? I still to this day. I've never seen it, right? I've never seen it. I'm gonna have to pause this shit, watch Friday, and Parker. start this shit all over. Yo, this might have to be part of my initiation. Yeah, we gotta like, like, run him through the ringer real quick. Like, we gotta give you a movie pack and a food pack, <laughs> give you some spice to go. <laughs> Get your tolerance up. Come back in a week or two. Yeah, and then we're going to do this shit all over again. You can wear your dickies set that you wear with Sam. I will say, I'm getting a lot of compliments on the dickies set. I'm like, yo, talk about to go to the the courtroom crazy. Thank With you. the dicky suit and the tubs, I say, yo. Yeah, we bought we bought that down at 69th Street. The guy who sold it to me at the counter was kind of like, <laughs> "This for you? Yeah, yeah. This, this not for him. This is nah, it's mine. Like, get my dicky suit. Nah, that's that's hilarious. All right. So so that means that most likely you're not listening to underground Philly rappers. Mm. I can ask you this one: Your top three Philly IG comedians. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little biased here. I'm sure you are. Five, that's my guy right there. Um, I funny, funny, I I uh, I met him and started doing 
uh, skits with him. It's crazy. It's been like three years now. And uh, he's become one of my closest friends. That's and crazy. I think people can tell that shit, right? Like yeah. when you're watching somebody. It's natural. It's natural. Right. The, the, the chemistry is natural. I would say uh, also it's Funny Bull Quill. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about one of the funniest guys that's just going crazy right now. He actually sold out Penn State. I went to Penn State. So he texted me as a stand-up comedian. He went and like had a crowd going nuts, sold out the Bryce Jordan Center at mm. Penn State. Um, so that's dope. That's I think dope. I seen the footage on that too. Mm-hmm. And I seen it like, Crazy Pie Squirrel actually supposed to come next week. Oh yeah? Yeah, so that's funny. Yeah, we, we went to, uh, I hung out with them last week, we went to D'Alessandro's. You know what's funny? It's been a couple years since I had like a, a classic Philly cheesesteak. Say that again. The Alessandros. <laughs> oh, man. The God damn it, Tom. I quit. I, he said that. Dude, who? The Alessandros. D-Lo, D-Lo, who are you? I thought he was talking about the Spanish dancer. I thought he was talking about some shit or something. I can't with you He said the cheesesteak. I know you ain't talking about the Alessandros. I know. Listen, I'm going to get him right, y'all, because I fuck with Tom. We're going to get you right. Oh, man. I need more help than you got, bro. Get you a dictionary and all that, you know what I'm saying? Alright. Mm. Top ramen is referred to as. Do you know? <laughs> so ask the question one more time. I'm not Top ramen. Y'all, you know what top ramen is? Uh no, I don't know what top ramen is. I know ramen noodles. Okay. Is that what we're talking about? Okay, yeah. 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 That's part. What's the other what name do for we it? Call it? I don't know. Oodles and noodles. Oodles and noodles. Oh my god. I promise y'all, I'm gonna get them right. This take all days, we're gonna add it on, man. We're just gonna add it on. Next segment, y'all. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna leave it there. I'm not gonna add one more, but I'm not gonna do it. Just not gonna do it. Alright, well, let me ask one real fast then. All right. Are you from Philadelphia? So, from media. So, Delco. Okay. Yeah. So, what's three things you would say Philly women can't live without? Mmm. Let me take a second, digest this question while I digest this. It could be a million things on the list, and if you just want to say three, three things that Philly women can't live without. Yeah. Um, You be on Instagram. You ain't gonna be wrong. Uh, Ain't no wrong answers. I would say Rocky playing in their car. Okay. (laughs) That's right. That's right. The first one. The second one is getting their nails or their lashes done. That's a fact. Oh, and the yeah. third one is some guy that's causing them problems. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a fact. Yeah, Yo, a fact. I like knew that. one question, bro. I knew so one I'm question. Like, he got one question right. Yeah, yeah we give you that one time. Good job, man. Good job. So, I know you spoke. We know you. You know you in and out of town. Mm-hmm. You got people that's running your business for you. You doing some things to kind of give back. Yeah. Let's talk about those things. Yeah, that that that's probably the thing that I feel the best about. Um, is last year we raised fifty nine thousand for as I plant the seed. Shout out Ryan Harris, uh, Hunting Park Community Center. Uh, I spent enough time up there where Ryan blows me away for a couple of reasons. First, I'm like, so many people are optimizing for money in their lives, right? How do I create this success for me and my family? How do I build this empire? How do I create this business? How do I do this? And it's like, to see him just be like, yeah, I don't really care about that. What I care about is impact. Mm. And know that like he means it and he's gonna go after it as hard as 
one of us might be going after a business or going yeah. after wow. it's like yo that's a different scoreboard oh yeah right that he that he's measuring and, and once i realized that i'm like this is the guy I want to get behind. Yeah, it makes sense because yeah. impact is really all that counts yeah. when it comes to communities. And we need a lot of it. Because a lot of people always talk about raising money and mm. doing these things and raising awareness, but then shit doesn't change and nothing happens. Yeah. So impact really truly measures yeah. what are you changing yeah. physically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's What's true. really happening. And, and the thing that you said that I think is part of the reason why I'm spending most of my time in Philly these days and and becoming more hands-on is that day last year when we we got presents for 60 families and then we raised fifty nine thousand dollars that was the best thing i felt all year like that was the day i went home my head on that pillow sh you know like sleeping good yeah, like yeah, like confident about my life and Can what i'm nice. doing and it being yeah. worth it and wow. uh, you know and so when i thought about like yo what do i want more of it was like, that. how do I make that so that's not one day a year? Yeah, you but that, that feeling around, yeah, around the yeah, more purpose, like hundred percent, like that, yeah, making people smile, giving yeah. your good um, energy to people, yeah, exactly. And th and there's a part too that's when you hit a certain level of financial success or mm -hmm. place in your business where you're like, this is what I always wanted. Right. What you do is you get there and then you're like, this ain't all that. Like I still feel the same. You know, yeah. um, that's the part I'm scared of. Yeah, and you know what's funny? You got—I don't think like me saying that. Like, if somebody's watching, yeah. they're not gonna hear me say it and then change anything. Like, you gotta get through that yourself. Yep. And get to that point yourself where yeah. you're like, I got this thing that I desperately wanted, mm -hmm. and not a whole lot's changed. Yeah, you spoke about that before. Yeah. Like, where people are always talking about like money isn't everything. Yeah, you talk you talk, talking to motherfuckers that ain't had money. You got to get rich first. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to experience <laughs> yeah. that feeling myself. I yeah. got to get up there and realize like money isn't everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just saying it ain't. You still can pay all your bills. Yeah, I need to see for myself. And for the record, yeah. like I think everybody should get rich first. Like like being being well off or well off uh, well off enough to not have like daily struggle right i mean that solves about you know 70 80 percent uh, of the problems yeah. right there but the issue is like okay once you surpass that the diminishing return of making more money doesn't make you feel that better much mm -hmm. better right and so it's like where do i get fulfillment yeah and right. and for me like doing the stuff in the community it helps the people in the community and that's great mm. but don't get it twisted. This is a self, this is to make me feel yeah, good about yeah, my life true. having meaning and fulfillment. And if it benefits a heck of a lot of other people, right. then even better. Yeah. Right. But like, even if you're looking at it through that like selfish, how do I want to feel lens? It's right. still the right thing to do. Exactly. You, know? you can't be mad at somebody being selfish, and that thing leads to other people getting help. Let me ask you a yeah, question. Man. What do you think about giving away ninety nine percent of your money when you die? Would you ever do that, or would you want to pass it down to your your I would have kids to and your pass it to the yeah. kids? And stuff yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, You think there's an element though of like if I grew up like a certain way, mm -hmm. do you think I would be as driven as I am to succeed? Like, have you ever met somebody who grew up with like a trust fund or like a yeah. uh, like people who grew up yeah. around yeah. money? They yeah. all they all like for the most part. I'm not making I'm making generalizations here, yeah. but like. A lot of them aren't disciplined, aren't motivated. Well, the same. You know what I mean? Like, do you think there was already given? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think like, there's you got this drive about you, whereas though you never, it wasn't just sitting on a plate for you. No, and and you know, by no means, and, and I'm gonna cushion it. I know, I know what yeah, you said yeah. earlier. Yeah, right. 
I'm gonna say it though, because it's important. Like by no means, like I had two parents that were working. Right. You know, like I I had food on the table. Um, You know, I didn't grow up rich, but uh, I think that growing up where I grew up made me hungry. Right. And I don't want my kids to grow up with spoons in their mouth. So So I think I'd rather weigh your money. Yeah. So that they'll want to get on they on they shit and get out there and go get it yeah I, but i think it's all about the way you raise them like yeah my kids my kids are spoiled they go to private school and i still get out here and i got to hustle to get it because i'm definitely not on your status yeah but i do fucking everything i can they still get everything they can but i teach them on a daily basis like this shit ain't easy you mm. gotta get out here and go get it you mm. want it they want something from the corner store you gotta go get your own paper mm. i'm not giving it to you i you know i done bought your playstation 5 you sleep good, the bills is paid, but I'm still denying them certain things. So whereas though they learn like you can't get handed everything. You know what I mean? Mm. This shit is not sweet out here. Nobody's giving away anything. So I feel like you can at the same time grow up wealthy or well off, but still be taught hunger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you and think, Amber? <clears throat> I think it's like me growing up, I I came from not like super poverty, but I came from some poverty. So I feel like I would, I would pass it down to my family. I would hope that they would do the right things. I would try to teach them to do the right things. You can't always force it, but I feel like you can break generational curses with that. You know, your grand, your kids, your grand and great grands can eat from that too, mm. if it's done the right way. So, mm. there's different ways shit, to look at it. That 99% shit can fail. <laughs> they just grow up broke and stay broke. Like, yeah, yeah. It's all about the lessons. It's all about the can, lessons. Or they can take it and really do something well with it mm. yeah, and use their knowledge they were taught. It's all about the lessons. It depends. So. I feel like today was a ball, bro. Dude. I'm so fucking Yo, bad. I appreciate <laughs> you having me on, bro. Seriously, yeah. man. Thank like, you. It was nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, it's definitely. Real quick, rundown where they can reach you, contact you if they need to help get that bag or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're Top Dog Law on all platforms. So, topdoglaw.com, Top Dog Law Instagram, uh, send a DM, whatever the easiest way of reaching out is. People don't realize we to respond to the DMs in every case inquiry. So one of the things it's so easy for people is like, yo, you got a legal question, send a DM, we'll literally get back to you within 10, 15 minutes. So I appreciate you, bro. Right, my I'm man Top Dog, he available, he'll pull up to your crib. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least yo, give, give, give me, give me, give me. But uh, this your boy Smooth. Yeah. Let's go, Immigrant. We got Top Dog Law in the building. Hey, appreciate you, everybody. Listen, we out of here, baby. Let's go.